0: Sex Offender Registry. A sex offender registry is a system in various countries designed to allow government authorities to keep track of the activities of sex offenders, including those who have completed their criminal sentences. Sex offender registration is usually accompanied by residential address notification requirements. In many jurisdictions, registered sex offenders are subject to additional restrictions, including on housing those on parole or probation may be subject to restrictions that do not apply to other parolees or probationers these may include or have been proposed to include restrictions on being in the presence of underage persons those below the age of majority living in proximity to a school or daycare center owning toys or items targeted towards children or using the internet sex offender registries exist in many english speaking countries including australia canada new zealand the united states Trinidad, and Tobago, Jamaica, South Africa, the United Kingdom, and the Republic of Ireland. The United States is the only country that allows public access to the sex offender registry, all other countries in the English-speaking world have sex offender registries only accessible by law enforcement. In offense-based systems, registration is required when a person is convicted or, in some jurisdictions, adjudicated delinquent, found not guilty by reason of insanity, or found not criminally responsible, under one of the listed offenses requiring registration. In the U.S. federal system, persons registered are put into a tier program based on their offense of conviction. Risk-based systems have been proposed but not implemented. In the United States, the vast majority of the states are applying offense-based registries, leaving the actual risk level of the offender and severity of the offense uncertain. The few U.S. states applying risk-based systems are pressured by the U.S. federal government to adopt offense-based systems in accordance with Adam Walsh Child Protection and Safety Act. Studies have shown that actuarial risk assessment instruments consistently outperform the offense-based system mandated by federal law. Consequently, the effectiveness of offense-based registries has been questioned by professionals, and evidence exists suggesting that such registries are counterproductive. Some aspects of the current sex offender registries in the United States have been widely criticized by civil rights organizations Human Rights Watch and the ACLU, professional organizations Association for the Treatment of Sexual Abusers and Association of Criminal Defense Lawyers, reformist groups Reform Sex Offender Laws Incorporated, Women Against Registry in USA Fair, and by child safety advocate Patty Wetterling, the chair of National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. Virtually no studies exist finding U.S. registries effective, prompting some researchers to call them pointless, many even calling them counterproductive, arguing that they increase the rate of re United States Sex offender registries in the United States consist of federal and state-level systems designed to collect information of convicted sex offenders for law enforcement and public notification purposes. All 50 states and District of Columbia maintain registries that are open to the public via sex offender registration websites, although some registered sex offenders are visible to law enforcement only. According to NCMEC, as of 2015 there were 843,260 registered sex offenders in the United States. Registrants have to periodically appear in person to their local law enforcement for purposes of collecting their personal information, such as photograph, fingerprints, name, scars, tattoos, living address, place of employment and vehicle information. Information pertaining to names, addresses, physical description and vehicles are made public via official websites. In addition, registrants are often subject to restrictions that bar loitering, working or living within exclusion zones that sometimes cover entire cities and have forced registrants into encampments, such as the Julia Tuttle Causeway Sex Offender Colony. Anthropology professor Roger Lancaster has called the restrictions tantamount to practices of banishment that he deems disproportional. Noting that registries include not just the worst of the worst, but also adults who supplied pornography to teenage minors, young school teachers who foolishly fell in love with one of their students, men who urinated in public, or were caught having sex in remote areas of public parks after dark. In many instances, individuals have pleaded guilty to an offense like urinating in public decades ago not realizing the result would be their placement on a sex offender registry and all of the restrictions that come with it. Depending on jurisdiction, offenses requiring registration range in their severity from public urination or children and teenagers experimenting with their peers to violent predatory sexual offenses. In some states, non-sexual offenses such as unlawful imprisonment may require sex offender registration. According to Human Rights Watch, Children as young as 9 have been placed on the registry for sexually experimenting with their peers. Juvenile convicts account for as much as 25% of the registrants. Federal Adam Walsh Act pressured states to register juveniles by tying federal funding to the degree to which state registries comply with the federal law's classification system for sex offenders. States apply differing sets of criteria dictating which offenders are made visible to the public. Some states scientifically evaluate the future risk of the offender and hide low-risk offenders from the public. In other states, offenders are categorized according to the tier level related to the statute of conviction. Duration of registration varies usually from 10 years to life depending on the state legislation and tier or risk category. Some states exclude low-tier offenders from public registries while in others, all offenders are publicly listed. Some states offer the possibility to petition to be removed from the registry under certain circumstances. A majority of states apply systems based on conviction offenses only, where sex offender registration is mandatory if a person pleads or is found guilty of violating any of the listed offenses. Under these systems, the sentencing judge does not sentence the convict into sex offender registry and cannot usually use judicial discretion to forego registration requirements, even if she or he thinks the registration would be unreasonable taking into account mitigating factors pertaining to individual cases. Instead, registration is a mandatory collateral consequence of criminal conviction. Due to this feature, laws target a wide range of behaviors and tend to treat all offenders the same. Civil rights groups, law reform activists, academics, some child safety advocates, politicians and law enforcement officials think that current laws often target the wrong people, swaying attention away from high-risk sex offenders, while severely impacting lives of all registrants and their families, attempting to reintegrate to society. The Supreme Court of the United States has upheld sex offender registration laws twice, in two respects. Several challenges to some parts of state-level sex offender laws have succeeded, however. Application to offenses other than felony sexual offenses. In the United States, sex offender registration has been applied to crimes other than rape, Child molestation, and child pornography offenses, and is sometimes applied to certain non-sexual offenses. In Connecticut, those with state convictions for certain misdemeanors have to register, including public indecency, in violation of CGS section 53A186, provided the court finds the victim was under 18, and sexual assault, fourth degree, in violation of CGS Section 53A73A. In New York and various other states, Crimes that society does not necessarily view as sexual in nature are also considered to be registrable sex offenses, such as kidnapping, sexual misconduct, unlawful imprisonment, and in some cases sexually motivated offenses, such as assault, burglary, etc., that are not categorized as sexual offenses unless the court determines that the offense was committed pursuant to the offender's own sexual gratification. In New York specifically, kidnapping and unlawful imprisonment are registrable offenses only if the victim is under 17 and the offender is not a parent of the victim. In Kentucky, all sex offenders who move into the state and are required to register in their previous home states are required to register with Kentucky for life, even if they were not required to register for life in their previous residence. A few states have also created separate online registries for crimes other than sex offenses. Montana, for example, Has a publicly accessible violent offender registry that includes crimes such as aggravated assault, robbery, assaulting a police officer, both deliberate and non deliberate homicide, and a third conviction for domestic violence. Kansas has publicly accessible registries of people convicted of both serious drug offenses and people convicted of crimes involving a weapon. Indiana, Illinois, Kansas, Oklahoma, and Montana all have publicly accessible registries for those convicted of murder. Florida requires all felons, regardless of the crime, to register with law enforcement for five years after release, although the Florida Felon Registry is not available to the general public. If a felon in Florida is convicted of enough non-sexual felonies in a certain period of time, however, they are required to register for the rest of their life on a habitual offender registry that is available to the general public. Ohio has a publicly accessible registry for people convicted five or more times of drunken driving. In 2014, a murder registry was proposed in Rhode Island and an animal abuser registry was proposed in Pennsylvania. A bill to create a publicly accessible registry for domestic violence offenders passed the Texas House of Representatives in 2013, but was not voted on in the Texas Senate. Public Disclosure of Sex Offender Information Currently, only the United States allows, and more often than not requires public disclosure of offender information, regardless of individual risk. Other countries do not make sex offender information public unless the risk assessment has been conducted and the offender has been determined to pose a high risk of reoffending. In the United States. In some localities in the United States, the lists of all sex offenders are made available to the public, for example, through the newspapers, community notification, or the internet. However, in other localities, the complete lists are not available to the general public but are known to the police. In the United States offenders are often classified in three categories, level, tier, one, level two, and level three offenders, information is usually accessible related to that level, information being more accessible to the public for higher level offenders. In some U.S. jurisdictions, the level of offender is reflecting the evaluated recidivism risk of the individual offender, while in others, the level is designated merely by the virtue of conviction, without assessing the risk level posed by the offender. In general, in states applying risk based registry schemes, low risk, Tier 1 offenders are often excluded from the public disclosure. In some states, only the highest risk, Tier 3 offenders are subject to public disclosure, while some states also include moderate risk, Tier 2 offenders in public websites. In SORNA compliant states, only Tier 1 registrants may be excluded from public disclosure, but since SORNA merely sets the minimum set of rules that states must follow, Many SORNA-compliant states have adopted a stricter system and have opted to disclose information of all tiers. Some states have disclosed some of Tier 1 offenders, while in some states all Tier 1 offenders are excluded from public disclosure. Just like states differ with respect to disclosure of information regarding different tiers or levels, they also differ with respect to classifying offenses into tiers. Thus, Identical offenses committed in different states could produce very different outcomes in terms of public disclosure and registration period. Offenses classified as Tier 1 offense in one state with no public disclosure, might be classified as Tier 2 or Tier 3 offense in another, leading to considerably longer registration period and public disclosure. These disparities in state legislation have caused unexpected problems to some registrants when moving from state to another, finding themselves subject to public disclosure on their destination state sex offender website, and longer registration periods, sometimes for life, even though they originally were excluded from public registry and required to register for a shorter period. Some states appear to apply catch-all statutes for former registrants moving into their jurisdiction, requiring registration and public posting of information, even when the person has completed their original registration period. At least one state, Illinois, reclassifies all registrants moving in the state into the highest possible tier, sexual predator, regardless of the original tier of the person, leading to a lifetime registration requirement and being publicly labeled as a sexual predator. As noted previously, Kentucky requires lifetime registration for all currently registered individuals who move into the state. Determining the tier level and whether or not a person would be subject to public disclosure when relocating to another state can be close to impossible without consulting an attorney or officials responsible for managing registration in the destination state, due to constantly changing laws and vagueness in some states' legislative language. While these disparities in level of public disclosure among different states might cause unexpected problems after registration, they have also caused some registrants to move into locations where public disclosure of lower-level offenders is not permitted in order to avoid public persecution and other adverse effects of public disclosure they were experiencing in their original location.